guys, this is Period Sis, the podcast where we talk about all kinds of things from mental health to spirituality to physical health, sexuality, and all kinds all of other things. So my name is Charisma. I'm a DBH graduate. I have my doctoral degree in behavioral health, and I'm also a mental health clinician. And it's Chevy, and I am an administrative supervisor at a behavioral health clinic. We can't wait for you to check out our podcast. Thanks, you guys, for joining in. We hope you enjoy it. And please um, do send us your requests or your topics. Yeah, whatever. All that other ish, like we just said, you know. (laughs) Hit us up. Love you. Thank you, guys. Hello. Hello, hello, you guys. We're back. We are back and super early in the year, nine days in. What? What? Whoop, whoop. I think we said got to keep up this good energy. I agree. Good energy is a relative term. I think we have good energy, but the United States and America. Hmm. Lord, help me with this subject today, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I said the United States and America like they're not the same place. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you, but I was going to let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't specify. Yes, oh, my God. The U.S. Anyways, though, baby, we nine days in. And I'm telling you, 2020 left out the building and 2021 came in laughing hard to my, oh, psh, y- y'all thought 2020 was bad. Hold my beer. Thank you comma because it's like what the hell has started with 2021 like I was so excited about 2021 and I was so excited about because for me every year means another opportunity to develop and grow mm-hmm. what the hell is happening with with, with y'all president I, I I just need to know <laughs> What is with, happening with the what? I'm gonna call him the was dance. What is going on with the was dance, baby? I don't know. I mean, and and his followers and whoever else they swear they're not. But I mean, I'm just saying what I saw on the news was a whole lot of Trump flags and Confederate flags. So I'm gonna call them Trump supporters because that's what they appear to be. Absolutely, anybody that rolls around with confederate flags you're clearly you've clearly picked your side and chosen it and your side is the white supremacy hello do we not know what what this stands for you guys or do we know well, what country we're you in no you know the people who have the the uh flags the confederate flags will say it's heritage not hate that's the argument always has been it's stupid but that's their argument Girl, bye. Just like that's the argument that they used to drive us back in the day. Moving on, because that's going to piss me off. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, let's let's get into how these people decided to take over, <laughs> take over this governmental establishment. Right. And nothing happened. Yet we cannot protest on a bridge are on in a public parking lot rubber bullets shot it without getting tear gas thrown at us 
um, without getting arrested, without getting mishandled for speaking our truth. Like, where where's our truth? When 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 are we going to be able to be heard? You didn't know that's not allowed for black people. It's not for people of color in general. We can't speak truth because we're always wrong. You know, we got to be led by our um, colonizers, so to speak, because they always know what's best. Been that way since we were brought over. Correct. And it's so sad because I'm not just speaking of the black culture, but just minority population in general. Um, You know, I feel so bad for the way that even the way immigration is set up, the way that people try to come into this this country to have a better life to be able to provide because a lot of a lot of areas and countries are very poor and they come out here for a better opportunity and majority of them that do guess what they do you guys they send all of their money back home because of the currency and the difference so what they're making here is way more than the value of it at home and it's like I just feel like everybody deserves an opportunity to be great i agree but these people do not want to let our country be great right like they really feel like they were something was taken from them when in reality we know the election was fair there was you know there was Mm -hmm. nothing happening that was inappropriate with the results nothing like that and they're like we just want to get in and, and we want to recount. And I'm like, okay, so you get them recounted again, right? And the same result. Again, right. And then what? What y'all just gonna y'all just gonna leave the Capitol and say, oh, okay, well, they showed us for real that this is the actual count. So we're we're gone now, y'all. Like we know that's not how it was gonna happen. Like, how are you such a sore loser, man? You lost, bro. <laughs> just just and I think I think the I think the hurt part is is because he did feel like he had so many supporters and that those so many supporters were going to outdo um, the people who didn't support him. However, comma, he is the first president in quite some time that has not served two terms. So he's very, very, very bitter about that. (laughs) Very. But I am so pleased for the people that were um, citizens and for the people that did have citizenship that showed up and showed out to vote because do you remember I think maybe two or three episodes ago when you and I were speaking and you were like y'all I'm telling y'all if this election does not go this way I'm moving to another country I'm so glad that I get to keep my sister in the U.S., you guys, okay? I'm just like... Because <laughs> you know I was, like, I was serious. Yeah, and the thing was, what, what it meant for me was that if this person... Okay, so basically, we watched what he did for the first four years, correct? Mm-hmm. And it was straight stupidity. Buffoolish. His Twitter finger should have been revoked. His mouth is reckless. His decisions that he make or selfish I mean it's just everything like I could just go down the list on so many things so then basically those first four years if that's what you call playing it safe to try to get reelected oh my god do you know what would have happened if he was reelected and we had to serve out those other four years 
oh, it would have been, I'm going to really show y'all my natural white ass. Like, it, it was going to be, you thought that's what it was? Oh, let me really show you what it's going to be. Because then he had he would have had nothing to lose. Absolutely. What's so scary, I think, for me is not only that he has all of these supporters that are actively doing, you know, his bidding. Maybe he hasn't explicitly said that, but it's been implied, right? Mm-hmm. And And then now, all of a sudden, all of these people who were supporting him, mostly like re- part of the Republican Party, have been like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, he's he's been problematic for this long, but you all let him do it. Like, and I'm talking about you let high, it continue. high up people. I don't know if you heard, but this morning, um, part of a story broke that Je- I think it's Jenny Thomas, Clarence Thomas, you know, he's a justice for the Supreme Court and he is mm-hmm. a black man. His wife uh, is not black. I don't, I'm going to assume she's white. Maybe she's another race. I don't know. But she was on her Facebook page and supporting the rally that turned into a riot. Like she literally, it's alleged that she had bus, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was 70 buses or 70 people got busted on her dime and all of that. So you have these really high up people who still were supporting this man up until they decided to riot. And then they're suddenly like, Oh my gosh, I I didn't know that was going to happen. How did you know? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Because they had, you know, it pushed out that these, you know, the, um, down here we have Rouse's supermarkets, correct? So there was plenty of pictures circulating with the owners of Rouse's that were at the the rally to support. Oh, that hurt my heart. There's no way. I was like, no, Rouse's. Yes, because, thank you. There's no way that you did not know that that's what you were going there for. You telling a lie. You took a vacation because you knew what was going to happen. And you wanted to be there to support. And you proudly took a picture. Mm-hmm. So that means this is what it is. I'm showing you who I am. Now it's up to you to determine what you're going to do with me showing you and identifying exactly who I really am. Because this is who I am. So why do we have to suppress who we really are? And the thing is, like we were talking about earlier, there's a very stark difference in the treatment, right? So, you know, with the the Black Lives Matter march and movement in, was it June, I think, of 2020? If you look at pictures from that, they had the National Guard. They had all of these people prepared, you know, in case things went wrong, so to speak. Correct. But then you have something like this where you know there's a very, very high chance of violence. Because if you look at the research, I actually just saw an article um, with BLM and the protests that happened, about 93% mm-hmm. of those were peaceful. If you have ever seen videos or footage of MAGA rallies or Trump rallies or Save America or whatever, people there are typically armed, they're rowdy, they're violent, drinking. Like, Absolutely. And, and yet you didn't think it was necessary to have the National Guard. And they offered this man, you know, the Capitol chief of police or whatever he was the chance to have them there at least three or four days before this was expected and it was turned down I guess because you weren't right worried or nervous about you know your life you didn't fear for your life because it was mostly white people correct and in our generation we have the right to bear arms too but guess what it gets taken away because if we're caught with an arm 
oh, oh, it's stolen. It's not yours. Or better yet, you don't even get a chance because you get shot down before you can even prove that it is yours in the first place. So I'm very, very ugh about this whole thing because it's like there was no purpose behind what they did, okay? With the whole BLM, there's always a purpose. It's always a purpose for injustice, y'all. Like, it, it's so much of political injustice, so much of racial injustice. It's just so much of we've been dealing with this crap for literally centuries. It's over decades. It has been centuries. And to me, I just feel like it's just festering up to begin another war. Like that's, I mean, because what what are we fighting for? We're fighting for, we're constantly, always have been fighting for rights, for justice. All we want is equal justice. Like, it's, 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 I, I, me, honestly, I just believe it's never going to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never going to be acknowledged that we are, you know, people, you know, it's almost like we're looked at like a thing. And it's, it's so sad because even us that are successful, we still have to pay a price. You know why? You can find the the most famous black doctor and guess what if they go in for treatment guess what they're looked at like a, a peasant they're, they, it doesn't matter all they care about is the fact that you're black and that's all that matters they don't care about what you had to do to get to this point all the years of schools, the struggle the adversities we've had to face None of that matters. You can be the most successful in your career, but you're still black. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, we, and what's so crazy is, you know, it's not only this incident that shows a stark difference. I think it's kind of woke people more, which is kind of crazy because it's like, we've Uh been saying this, but, you know, we were just talking earlier about how this doesn't just happen within the the justice system or the political system. We see it every day, like, you know, going to work, right. and being in the grocery store and just just on a daily. And I, it's so frustrating when you try to tell people this and they want to say, oh, no, that's not true. That didn't happen to you. What are you talking about? And it's like, Correct. you're really going to tell me about my own perspective and experience? Okay. All right. Thank you. I see how it is. Thank you. And I've been, me personally, I've been in several situations. Um, and it's really sad, you know, because us as a generation, we're taught to love. And it's very hard to love a person or better yet, a group of individuals when people put on okay people literally put on this persona like oh i'm gonna be this way but then when you finally see just like people you've been friends with your whole life and then as soon as something political comes out then you really see the real person that that person has always been and you like oh my god like what happened that's not the friend that i had right it's a shock it's it really is a shock to girl the system, you know like because you do respect this person and for the most part you all have a lot of things in common but 
it, when it comes to stuff like this, I'm sorry. If you agree with what happened at the Capitol and you're trying to find excuses for that behavior, and I don't want you correct. as my friend because that's a difference in in morals. And I can't be friends Correct. with somebody whose morals are that starkly different than mine. It's one thing if we can't agree on <laughs> if we like barbecue sauce or pizza toppings or a celebrity, but this is completely different. People lost their lives at this event that did not have to. Did not have to. It was it was so disgraceful. And it's it's just a shame that like you said, if you're gonna sit there and agree with that crap. You need to, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Because there was nothing nothing justifiable or okay with how that whole situation went down. And in case they didn't know about the reasons why we have all our protests and what's going on is because of the brutality and the mistreatment that we're we're still facing to this day. I mean, it's so many situations. And when we have a, a, a march or a fight for some reason, it is for a reason. It is because something was not done to satisfy the people that were hurt or that were involved. No. Y'all hurt. What, what was y'all what what was the reason behind this whole tr- tr- rally? For what? He lost. They lost. It is what it is. Take a loss, bro. We've been losing since we came on this earth. Okay, and still like, managed to get back up. <laughs> correct, but that, but, but okay, and that makes a lot of sense. Why they feel like we are so strong? We're like, oh yeah, you know, or that's the, the, the another reason why they minimize our pain because we're still fighting, we're still standing, and we're gonna continue to stand, and we're gonna continue to fight. That's just what it is. I mean, I just think that that's that's so distasteful what they did. You know, and I don't I don't condone looting or harming anybody mm-hmm. in any type of way, no matter what race you are. I just think at some point people get tired of the inequality and of the injustice and they feel like at some point this is what I gotta do to get somebody's attention. Okay, here you go. Right. You have my you know, here here, this you know, and I, I like I said, I don't agree with um you know, negative, negative, um, rioting at, at, at any cause, you know, for that matter. However, we do know that had it been, had this been the black generation showing up, oh, it would have been a mass slaughter. It would have been a slaughterhouse. Absolutely. Um, again, I think that same article that I had read, on a bipartisan site, you know, they're not really for either party. Uh, so it's pretty neutral uh-huh. news, but they were talking about how with this particular event at the time when I read the article, it was maybe 52 arrests. I think now they're up to like 90, but with the Black Lives Matter protests, there were over 14,000 arrests. Do you hear the difference is what I'm saying. For what? 14,000 versus Correct. 92. And at most of those Correct. rallies for BLM, no one was killed. You may have had some people hurt. And yes, some of them did devolve into rioting and looting. But for the most part, they did it. And no one stormed a Capitol building, a government building. Correct. Correct. It's crazy. It's sad. It's, it's just, 
I mean, we have several reasons why our our whole Black Lives Matter movement has even been created and started. I mean, we've all always had a society that stood up for black inequality. It's just over the years, it has seemed to gotten so much worse. Like, y'all arrested, I mean, and even celebrities and people who stood up for their rights, y'all arrested people for speaking their truth. You mad? You mad about the truth? You mad because y'all innocently killed Breonna Taylor for no reason? You're mad because we're mad that you stood on George Floyd's neck? You're mad? You Are you really the one that's upset? Like, I just... I, somebody just help me understand. <laughs> help me understand. <laughs> I don't think what? anyone can do that because they can't explain They can't. It. We've been dealing with this shit too long. Too long. Enough is enough. And, you know, it's crazy because, like I said before, I have a 17-year-old son. Um, and we live in a predominantly white area. Okay? So there is also, like everybody knows, there's a suburb and there is a hood in every, every yep. city. Um, or every area. So it's automatically thought that, oh, I didn't know you lived over there. Why the hell I can't live over there? I go to work just like you do. You know, and it's it's these, like they automatically assume that you live in the projects if you live in this area or if you reside in this area, you must live over there. Let me do a reality check for you. Why don't you go back there and do some statistics and you see who mostly lives in that area. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because they they get it twisted and I'm so glad that I have a child that is not afraid to speak his truth or to speak how he feels or have his opinion on what he feels. Although he said sometimes it is a bit traumatizing because I mean there's there's negative things that are written in the bathroom walls there are you know they say certain things they wear certain things and I told them that's fine as long as nobody gets out of line with you that is absolute people are entitled to feel how they feel and so are you but I am that mama if my child come home telling me something that somebody did something to him or it was a group situation y'all will lock (laughs) me up because I will fight for my child and our justice I, I mean what makes what makes you more worthy of a decent education than my child? Nothing. Nothing. I pay taxes over here just like you do. Probably pay more. How about that? And it's crazy because I think for the whole Juneteenth thing, um, I got a shirt made and he wore it to school and they didn't even know what it was. Okay? They had no idea what this meant until kids started asking him, Kids of, of, you know, white children. He does have friends that are uh, other races. And they asked him, like, what that shirt mean? And he explained it. And they was like, oh, I didn't even know that. You know, all I knew was about was February, Black History. Right. Oh, my God. Like, there's so much more to learn about us. But yet, there's 
this this stigma around y- y- you want to y- y'all want to have your cars with rims on it. You want to bump our rap music that you despise that you you can't listen to it with your family, okay? But when you out, you're somebody totally different. Be who you are no matter where you are. If that's the real genuine you, then be you. They can't. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Nobody is going to change who I am no matter who I'm around. Well, you know, I can respect your diff- our differences. We can have differences, but you're not going to disrespect me. Right. You know, the, the interesting thing that people keep saying or that I keep hearing, and I disagree. A lot of people may not agree with what I'm saying, but is that, you know, like, that's just so like un-American. That's, you know, what happened. It's just not us. And I'm like, are we looking at the same history? Because I don't think we are. Whenever thank you, people who are not of color have lost in the Amer even in the American history books. Guess what? It's rioting. It's I'm mad because I lost when slate when slavery ended, when black people started coming up with like all of the, you know, Tulsa riots, when schools were desegregated, guess what happened? They were angry. They were bad. They had that mob mentality. They attacked people. When Black people wanted to have the right to vote, guess what? It was problematic. Oh, we lost. We're not, we're just not going to let them vote. We're going to add taxes to voting. We're going to make sure these people don't have access to voting polls. We're going to do everything we can to make sure they can't get ahead because we don't like being losers at the end of the day. And I'm like, this is always how it's been. And so when people are saying that, I'm like, no, I think, I think we have different perspectives on this because I I don't think you're learning the history, the way that I've heard history and the way that I perceive what I'm hearing in these history books and doing my research on it. ain't matching up. Correct. (laughs) It's not, and it, it it won't ever because the thing is enough of people are not educated and wanting to even know the truth. Let me say that, like, there's so much more than the little piece that we get in history that we're taught in school. It, it's so much more to it. It is, and I think... I think that's why I get frustrated, um, you know, when we have like, I and again, I know we were talking about it, but like when people who aren't of color or, or we make up things, phrases and things like that, and then people start mm-hmm. using it. Like, I remember I was in grad school. We know where Bye Felicia came from. That's That's been a thing since Correct. Friday came out. And, you know, and it was said in the movie. So maybe we didn't use it as much. And then it became mainstream. And like the the group before us uh, that graduated, because they were a year ahead, they literally put on the cake. And there was literally, there was not, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think there was one black person in that group. It may have been, I can't recall, but it was a small class. So for the most part, all of them mm-hmm. were not people of color in any capacity. And they put Ba Felicia on their graduation cake. And I'm like, you don't even know where that comes from. You don't even know where it comes from. I frankly sound stupid saying it too. I'm sorry. I know that's not nice, but it is what it is. Right. Like, <laughs> come on. Don't right. say that to me. It's, it's crazy it. how 
so many so many don't like us as a race but they love our culture they love our hair they like i mean literally you guys i cannot make this up i have people that even i work with because yes i can wear my hair curly i can wear my hair straight i can corn roll my hair i can do whatever the hell i please to my hair and they get so fascinated like, oh my gosh, is that your hair? Can I touch it? No, you cannot. You know, it's, I mean, at least at least some of them asked because I did have one before a, long, a while back that just touched my hair and I was so offended. Like, did you just put your dirty ass hands in my head? Like, <laughs> I cannot make this up. It's a fascination. Okay? And then you also hear them say, oh, well, like one of my coworkers man, I wish I can do all that with my hair. I mean, I, I, I'm i a little speechless, y'all, because I really, really sit back. And even as I watch, I grew up, okay? When we grew up, the school that I went to, it was mixed. It was about maybe 60% black, 40% white. Um, but it wasn't a big color issue. Of course, we had some kids that just stayed within their race, but it wasn't like, okay, all the black kids have to sit over here all the way. It was not like that. If we had friends, we had friends. If we didn't, we didn't. Um, however, once you come off of that, it's like you get into a situation where you get into a situation where you are put into a category and it's like how and why did that ever even happen and I mean we just didn't have that like that that wasn't an issue and I I don't know you guys I'm just trying to understand because it's 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 kind of a setback when you when you grow up a certain way and you see this and you like you it's almost like you don't know any better. And then once you get older or once you start seeing things for what they really are, it's like, oh, wow. Like, we had kids, girls that I used to cornrow their hair in school. Mm-hmm. They wanted their hair braided. Um, They wanted to, you know, be with certain people, but they couldn't do that at home. They can only do that away from their parents because this was not something that their parents were in agreement with. Like, do y'all know how long it takes to braid somebody's hair? And I used to literally sit, like, on my on my break at school, and I would braid the girl's hair because that's what they wanted. I didn't have a problem with it. They would come to school the next day with their hair unbraided because, or better yet, take it or loose. By the end of the day, they just wanted it done because they wanted to see what cornrows or what it felt like, you know, having their hair braided. Mm-hmm. And then it, it came back to to a reality like this really isn't who you are and then we had some and I still to this day that like it it was this one white guy you could not tell this boy that he was not black y'all I'm just telling you you couldn't tell him that he wasn't black his yes his skin color was white on the outside but you couldn't tell him he never and, and also his family was never the type like if he loved you they loved yeah. you and they they never showed a difference in color okay and to this day i mean he was like basically what everybody would call he was our eminem okay, <laughs> okay. and 
you know, it was like, we that's not a problem because he never changed who he was, no matter if he was around his family or if he was around his friends. He kept true to his identity. Keep true to who you are. If you like what you like, there's not a problem with that. But if you have to hide what you like, then the problem lies within and you need to find a way to fix that. And so I totally, you know, for the most part, I absolutely agree with that, right? However, again, if we think about this, the slight nuances in this conversation is that, you know, that that would be great if people who aren't, you know, black or Hispanic or minority members can do that and be okay with it. But the thing is, for people of color, it's much harder to do that in a world that's predominantly saying the European, you know, Eurocentric standard is what's best, right? So if I go to right. my boss and say, no, nah, man, like, that's not right. You, you, you know, this, this, this is not how I want to handle this situation. I can't talk to my boss like that because they would probably be like, oh, okay, Charisma, like what is happening here? You know, the way I talk to you and my family at home is very different than what I do at work. You know, it's like the code switching. And that was meant to protect us and show us that like we we have to get forward in some way or if we act the way that we normally act, it's going to be frowned upon in typical society, you know, like unless you work for- I, I think there is some truth to that. I, I do. I just feel, you know, we cold switch. If When you get on the phone with me, I bet it sounds much different than when you answer the phone in your professional, uh, I don't know if it's a white voice, but your professional voice <laughs> at work, right? It's going to sound a little well, different. Well, yeah. Well, okay. And I'm going to say that because I think it's a professionalism standpoint. I don't think I'm, I don't think that I change who I am. Um, I think that it's me being. I, okay, let me. I don't know. Let me let me backtrack okay. a little bit because I'm not gonna lie. Even when I first started at my job, um, you kind of have to. You do kind of have to fake it until you learn who everybody yep. is, right? You kind of have to figure out who do I need to be around these people? Like, can I really be myself mm-hmm. or do I have to kind of you temper it. fit some type of whatever? Yeah. Like you got, you got to, you got to put in a feel for it to see exactly what it is. So at first I was a little bit cautious. Um, and then once I, I'm going to say, cause I've been there, um, October 20, I haven't been there too long, October 2019, but I've just gotten to a point where we were, um, we're, we're, we're not told to discuss politics and I don't. However, I am going to have my opinion on the situations that are happening in the news. So um, I think one of my coworkers, um, she's an older lady. I think she mentioned to me, like she almost came up and was like, I'm sorry for, you know, if I've ever said anything to make you feel any type of way. And then I'm just sitting there like, what, what, where are you coming from with this? Like where, you know, where is this mm-hmm. coming from? Because her and I never had a conversation about anything. And she was like, I just think it's really sad the way that everything is being handled. Um, I think it's really sad about the injustice. So I do know that there are people out there that really care, um, no matter what race you are. However, 
she still didn't understand. Let me say that. So once her and I got into the conversation and I told her, I said, I don't know if you really want to have this conversation with me. And she was like, I do because I, I want to understand. I said, oh, we'll have a seat, you know, and then we sit down and we talk and just getting her to understand it from out from my perspective she was like wow like I never knew all this was really going on it was a lot of stuff in history that she I guess wasn't taught and wasn't aware of um and I think that we uh, we have to do better with raising our children of course you don't want them to um to be biased against any culture, race, religion, whatever, but you also have to make sure that they know their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, y'all, this is funny, but my, my child actually went to daycare <laughs> uh, a couple of days ago and said she was the only chocolate chip oh. there. <laughs> okay. <not> chocolate chip. <laughs> and I... I laughed so hard, y'all, because it was nothing else I can do. Like we, I anywhere my kids go or any friends that they hang with, I I try to make sure that she keeps her identity right. Like be yourself, baby. Be who you are. You know, if you talk this way, then that's just how you talk. You know, if they say if it's something you say that they don't understand, then maybe you have to clarify it for them because we do speak a different way to each other than what we speak to other races so charisma yes you are you are correct about that but I still think that when you're a child you don't know the difference so the way like the way Kai talks to us is the same way she talks to her friends right so it was funny it was really funny as a child you could be that way but then as an adult you learn to filter and why do we do that see I think that's what I want to know you know like for us right we were talking about AAVE which if y'all don't know is Mm -hmm. African-American vernacular English or you could call it BVE black vernacular English whatever right even the way I just said that if I was enunciating it would be black vernacular English um, right. but like we might say things like oh girl he ain't coming ain't nobody got time for that she stared too much we know that's not really how you can speak the, the proper way right. right the way I'm speaking would not be the way that I would exactly. write right? like if I'm writing a paragraph if I'm doing an English assignment I would know that I wouldn't write the exact way that I'm speaking. Yes. Like, I mean, come on, we're not stupid. Th- that's just the way that we communicate. And that's the problem is when you're in school, if you're talking that way to your friends, in a, let's say in English class, for example, most of the time, the English teachers are not of color. Most of the time, at least with my experience, I can't speak for everybody. Most, yep. So they none don't, of none of mine were right. Like, they don't understand that nuance and that yes, I can talk like that with my friends and around whoever I want. That doesn't mean I'm less educated. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm not smart. That doesn't mean I'm not dumb. It's our way of speaking with one another, and it is also an actual language. So when people and kids get corrected, mm-hmm. oh, you're not supposed to talk like that. That that's not how it how that's not how you speak English. Actually, it is. And if you educate yourself a little bit more past what you're taught in the typically, you know, again, Eurocentric style of teaching that you probably got in college, you would know that. <laughs> Correct. But it gets taken away Correct. and stripped, just like all of our other things, you know, like 
I was saying we say talk about spilling the tea and somebody being extra or being lit you know then people hmm. uh, who aren't of color go and use this language and it's like I don't even want to say that anymore because it's it doesn't have the right. same you know effect that it did when we were saying it where the money reside okay we know that that was a black man who said that not saying that other people can't use right. it but when you go like I, I saw earlier and remake the video and you have no rhythm you have you like you're not even saying a <laughs> phrase right it just is so frustrating Correct. because because he clearly states where the like yes. the money, where the money resides. okay we know thank you we know that that means where the like a the money like we know this like who, who <laughs> we are not uneducated you guys this is the way that we communicate like this is our language so when you come up and you try to remake it and you're like where the money resides where the money it doesn't even make the same it's not the same effect like it's not even funny it's not even cute it doesn't even make sense like let it go stay in your lane and find something else for you it to do. Is. you know like it's it, just like it, it's, yeah it gets it, turned around <laughs> and it's okay right. and i think that's where the biggest frustration comes for me is because it's okay if uh you know a, a white person goes and changes it up and wears colored hair and says these things it becomes okay but when we do it it's Oh, you know, you're ghetto. It's ghetto. What? That doesn't even make Absolutely. sense. It was okay when you stole it and used it and didn't give credit where credit was due and didn't use it in the correct way, but it's not okay for us mm-hmm. to do it, you know, because problematic. Mm-hmm. Just like we've been talking about, we tie it back to the protesting. It's okay if the white people stormed the Capitol, but if black people had done it, it would have been such a problem, which is probably why I was oh, girl. when they called, you know, the people on um, thugs and things. And I was like, they don't really use this rhetoric with white people typically. So this <laughs> is kind of funny to see the shoe on the other foot. They did. They did call them thugs. And I, I laughed too. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what we know is thugs. I mean, yeah, clearly it's, it, it, yeah, they were thug life. Let <laughs> me say that. that they were <laughs> that was very thuggish of them to to do what they did but also that that's their they feel like they have those rights right and that there's nothing going to happen to them if they do that but we can't it's a very biased world we can't even we can own guns we can go out and say how we feel but guess what you better watch your back because you might not make it out like that's 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 the problem and it's like it's it's so sad. It's so sad. But um, I'm just praying that the whole culture, um, black and white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever race you are, can come to um an agreement. And I think it's up to our younger generation to start making those changes. And I think that it's very hard for us to even make those changes because we're still seeing how our race um, is still being treated. So it kind of puts us in an ill spot Mm -hmm. um, to even be accepting of building a better relationship with other races and cultures. You know, it's, it's hard. It's really hard because 
some of those have no idea what you're talking about. Some of those will never understand or never experience what our race has experienced. And, you know, I've heard, even heard the ignorance of, well, it ain't happened to you. So why are you right. upset? What? Right. Like, do you know how stupid you sound? But that could have been, here's me, that could have been my child. That could have been my mm-hmm. brother. That could have been my sister. So we have to stand for everything that we have because we have been stripped of everything that we've ever had. So, you know, look, I'm all for the, for the BLM and um, I'm all for standing up for what you believe in, you know, back to my child. And I told him you stand up. So now he's very vocal. He makes his Snapchats about how he feels about things. (laughs) Um, I love, love, love and that. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm, I'm so proud of you, you know. And I also have to warn him about even just the way he looks. You guys, like, he's six two. He has dreads. He can be misinterpreted as a thug because they stereotype us. If you wear your hair a certain way, just like you said, if we have color hair, we straight hood. Okay, it's ghetto. They can go to the salon and get peacock colors in their hair, blue, orange, green, purple. And, oh, it's okay. That's pretty on you. so pretty. Why it can't be? Yes. Like, why it can't be the same for us? It's it's definitely um, a piece of work that I probably would never, ever understand. But I'm the type of person that I'm going to do what I want to do, regardless of who like it or don't like it. I don't care. If I want. And I mean, charisma's the same way, you guys. Like, if it, this girl has had <laughs> a triage of colors in her hair, okay? If if you if she wants to dye her dreads blue, then dye oh. it blue. That's what you want to do. Do it. And it does coming. not mean that you're less professional. That means this is who I am. This is my identity. Either you accept it or you don't. Move on, because I don't care. I don't care if you like yep. it or you don't. This is why it brings me back to a conversation in a therapy Facebook group that I'm in. And someone was asking like about tattoos, right? Now y'all know, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big thing for me. Cause I have all kinds of tattoos um, that Correct. I have for the most part kept, kept where I can cover them as necessary. Uh, I guess that comes mm-hmm. from thinking about like professionalism, but the more I thought about it Correct. and now, especially living in Arizona where it's not quite as stringent and stern as the South. And, you know, with that mentality, um, I've gotten more bold and I'm like, you know what, as a therapist, if someone has a problem with my colored hair or my tattoos, especially a client, then they're probably not going to want to work with me anyway. And that's okay, because everything is not right. for everybody. And so if that is Correct. on you, then I will gladly help refer you to somebody else. But what you're not going to do is stifle my creativity and who I am as a person. And like, you know, at the end of the day, I do want to be who I am. And if I, that's why I love working with my black clients. Like I can, I can have those conversations and throw in like little phrases, like where the money resides. Like if we're joking around right. and stuff, and we right. get it, they get it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this right. is, this is my piece. This is my space where I feel at home. Right. And let me tell you something. It's, it's, Like, this is something that I deal with um, at work, okay? So, I have, we have clients of Mm -hmm. all races, right? 
when you when you meet these clients, you automatically know the relationship that you'll have with certain clients. Like there's one, there's one guy, and I mean he tripped me out from the first moment that I said hello, the very first time I ever talked to him. He was like, "Oh, uh, yo, what's up?" And I was like, "Um, hello," <laughs> and he was like, "Um, man, look." Like I'm, I'm, I, like I kid you not. This I remember this because I talked about it for so long. He's like, man, man, these people say I need some help. I say, what people? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, um, man, they had me locked up in a um in a psych ward. I said, for real? I said, well, why? What happened? He was like, man, I just flipped out on somebody and the people locked me up. Man, the police don't know what they doing. Blah blah blah. So that goes back and I'm like, you're right. Police are not trained to deal with mental health. They're not. I feel like every police department should have a licensed clinical social worker on staff. And I mean, either you have somebody, you know, a 12 hour shift. You got somebody there for 12 hours in a day, somebody there for 12 hours at night. So when you get these wellness check calls, you have a professional that can understand it from their point of view and not taking it from a criminal standpoint. Because a lot of times when people have a mental illness, it's, it's misconstrued with a crime. Yeah. Okay. And so just to go back to it, you know, he was like, well, um, man, I ain't even do nothing to nobody. I said, okay, so tell me, tell me, what do you want? Man, I gotta do whatever these people say I gotta do to get out this system, man. I ain't trying to be in these people's <laughs> system. <laughs> I'm laughing. And then he was like, he, I literally laughed out loud. And I didn't mean to because I never want to make a mockery out of nobody's situation. But I was laughing at the way he was talking. I wasn't laughing at his situation. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, I said, You kind of, he said, You laughing at me? I said, I'm laughing at, at the way you talk, telling me this story. And he was like, man, you answered the phone, so I already felt like I had connected with you, so I felt like I could talk to you like I'm talking to somebody on the street. You heard me? And I'm like, okay. If that's how you want to... Alright, cool. You just gave me the way that we can kick off this right. relationship. So then, I'm like, okay, so tell me what's up. What do you need from us? And he was like, man, bruh, I can't get off Xanabar. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Y'all, I cannot make this up. And he was already like a slow talking person. <laughs> so I was like, well, do you know Xanabars and mental health don't mix right? And he was like, man, yeah, that's what they say. But man, they keep me calm because if not, I'd be ready to snap on somebody. I say, this is why you need to talk to a psychiatrist so that they can give you the right medication so that you won't be snapping on somebody. Because Xanabars ain't going right. to do it for you, clearly, right? And then he was like, man, I sure do appreciate that, bro. He was like, people don't be understanding me, man. And I, and I ain't no bad person, man. I just want to smoke a little weed sometimes and just get, you know, man, I be needing to clear my mind. I said, I get it. I understand. But you have to, let me tell y'all something. You have to meet people where they are. If they feel comfortable with talking to you that way, then you have to let them know that it's okay for you to be who you are and I'm still going to be able to help you. You know, and, and and not just him. There was a girl that when she first came in, she was so sweet, young, very young girl. And um, she came in 
And she was like, I just love talking to you over the phone. I couldn't wait to meet you in person. And I was like, I know you're so sweet. And she was like, girl, she was like, no, you're sweet. You've been such a help to me, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? She knows me to the T. So when she calls, she said, hey, girlfriend. And I'm like, hey, girl, you know, what's up? And she, she, you know, she's white. So you can have your relationship with whomever you choose. It depends on how the person receives. So you have to know and build those relationships that are beneficial in that way. Because when you're dealing, especially to go into mental health, when you're dealing with people in mental health, you need to meet them where they are so that they trust that you're going to actually help them. That's and that's that's on period. <laughs> period. Like <laughs> building those relationships. And yes, I am, you know, some people be like, oh, that's just the person that answered the phone. But guess what? I'm the first contact and the last. So my impression on that person when I when they first speak okay. to me on that phone can determine if that person wants to continue services or not. <laughs> Cause some of them will straight up like I y'all I've been turned away from a doctor's office because of how nasty the person's attitude was. Like when I was pregnant, you know, I went to a doctor's office. They didn't greet you. Come through the door, nobody said hello. When you get up to the window, it's um licensing ID. Like I mean, straight, straight disrespectful. So I was like. Well, damn, I don't even want to be here. First of all, I'm hormonal. I'm pregnant. <laughs> and you making me feel like I'm bothering you. Like, you shouldn't have came to work today, girl. Like, that's... And I related to that doctor, and that was the last time that I seen him at that office. And I told him, I said, you need to fix your front desk staff. I don't know if you need to have a meeting or if you need to clean house. I don't know what you need to do, but their attitude is completely unacceptable. So just to go back, you know... And we were going to talk about this also, y'all, customer service, okay? I don't care if you're black, white, blue, purple, orange. Customer service is everything. I will leave my nail shop if you're nasty, if you're rude to me. I will not go to another beautician if I feel like I'm uncomfortable with you. Like, anywhere I go, I go to build a relationship. So, I'm not going there just to be... um. Oh, I'm just coming to get my nails done and that's it. No, I want you to know me. I want you to know my name. I want you to know the things that I like. I want to know that you know that I'm comfortable with you and you're comfortable with me. So I I, I think that it, it's a big misconception in customer service. So let's get into this whole little business thing about customer service that we said we was going to talk about. Well, let me <laughs> ask, what would you do if you had a very uh, blatant um, KKK member <laughs> come into, let's okay. say it was your business, or if, for instance, you work in community health, it's very probable you come across mm-hmm. a couple that haven't really said it. I but have. what if you have one that comes in and is very obvious about their dislike for people? Oh, home? I have. How do you handle that? Oh, as I have. a customer service person. So, all right, so this, uh, all right, a, a personal situation. I'm at the front desk. A client comes out. She's irate. Um, and she, well, let me tell you, she wasn't irate when she came out. She was irate when she when she asked me a question and I gave her an answer based on what the mm-hmm. doctor said. So um, she came out and she was like, um, 
so is he going to send my medicine in? And I said, yes, ma'am, your medicine will be e-scripted. Um, so it'll be sent directly over to the pharmacy. There's no need for a prescription. And then she was like, well, I asked him for such and such medicine. And I said, um, well, I can ask him for you because he, you know, the doctors will walk them up, tell them when their next appointment is, and then they will go back to their office. So she specifically said, well, I asked him for this type of medicine. And I know my other doctor <laughs> used to couldn't e-script that medicine. That was a medicine that I had to have an actual prescription for. I said, okay, well, I can ask him for you. So I'm typing the message. We use something called Teams. I Teams the doctor and I asked him, I said, she's asking for this medicine. He said, I've already told her I'm not giving her that medicine. She has not been on it in years. And my personal decision is that she does not need it and I'm not putting her on it. So I told her exactly verbatim what he said. She jumps like up in like we have a glass mm-hmm. right so she literally and this was pre-covid so she literally jumps and put her face damn near to my face and was like what is it because i'm Oops. white is it because i'm white you don't want and i said hold up i i clearly stopped her i said do you not know the doctor that you just seen is white also i said i did not tell you those directions from me that was from him i said but if you want he can come up here and explain it to you. But before I could even finish my sentence, the nurse came out of the back because she heard her hollering mm-hmm. at me. Um, the nurse is white also. She said, look, we don't tolerate this here. She did not tell you anything on her behalf. She told you what he said. And he also told you what he said before you even left out. So why would you come up here and ask her as if she can go over his head and make a decision? She's not a doctor. The doctor said that he's not giving you this medication. So I've dealt with those things before and I just, you just have to learn to remain professional when you're in certain positions. Now the old me, the the real old me would have been like, girl, I, I could care less if you black, white, blue, or purple. You could be mad at whoever you want to because um, truthfully, I don't care if you come back or not. <laughs> but <laughs> I had to remain professional and I had to, um, you know, just, I was glad that somebody else heard the situation and it wasn't just like me saying my side versus what she said, you know? Um, so I, I've been there and I've had a couple of other situations before. And I think that I thank God for growth because I've really, really changed the old me. She would have got something back, but the, but the, the reinformed, uh, Chevy is like, Girl, don't worry about it. Because had I would have entertained her, I possibly could have lost my job. And a now person worth my coins, okay? Because I like the lifestyle that <laughs> I live, and I want to continue to live how I live, if not better. So no, mm-mm, it ain't worth it. Because at the end of the day, they gonna come back anyway. She, and she still, she's still a client there. And you know what she did? It took her about a month to realize my voice, and she called back and she said, "I want to apologize for my behavior mm. that day." And I said, no, it's it's no problem. I understood. I understood your frustration. I understood where you were coming from. I just wanted to get direction and be able to assist you with what questions you had. Um, and she was like, yeah, I, I know. I'm sorry. I was a little irate and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, OK, yeah, whatever. You know, but I don't know. I think you just have to have to know when to remain professional. Now, if you're in private practice, you can handle it however you decide you want to <laughs> handle it, you know, but. 
working for another you know working for a corporation you have to be very mindful of the way that you respond and this is why I can truly truly appreciate not just black owned businesses but good black owned businesses right because you know you can vibe in those places maybe especially if you're shopping they're going to have more than likely have on the music you enjoy they can understand why you look at certain things and you know, and just have a right. good experience. So I always can appreciate when um, when someone has like great customer service experience, like the boutique I always tell you I shop at. That owner is fantastic. Yes. She's constantly, you know, showing fashion tips. When my sweatshirts got, I don't know, lost in the mail, I guess ended up in Mars somewhere. Um, she ended up <laughs> resending them through the 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 young lady who was also doing the prints who was also is black owned but they they got mm-hmm. together and they reset my package for me with no issue it was no like okay well sorry that's just the mail she just took it upon herself to make it better and it wasn't even their fault it was USPS so I love when those Correct. places can do that shout out to uh 20 something you know, shop twenty something. The boutique. Um, she has a fire collection. Uh, her story. She does. Cool, it's very nice. I'm just saying, but high quality <laughs> item. She's um she's a really cool business owner with good customer service, and I think that's super important when we're talking about spending our money places. Correct, and I am that person who, um, you know, I I sell a product as well and to go back to it I make sure I try to accommodate my customers to where they they, they're destined to return um you have some people that that are gonna return because of what your product is doing for them and then you have some that are gonna return or spread spread word of mouth because your customer service is a one Oh, she'll meet you halfway. She'll bring it to you. She'll do this. She'll go out her way. She's very responsive. That is the type of feedback that you definitely want to know. And I, you know, I have a thing now where I said that this year, I'm going to make sure I follow up with my customers, asking them, hey, how's the progress? How is it going? Is there anything else I can do for you? You know, just to let them know that you're not just buying something. I'm getting your money and then I don't care. No, like I want to see progress. I want to see videos. I want to see um, pictures. I want to know because I like to post those things. I like people to know that this is real. This is who I am and this is what I do. Um, so I enjoy great customer service, okay? I also want to mention I hate when people have this attitude that, oh, well, you know, you ain't got to come back here. That's nasty, y'all. Don't be like that. Like, if you have a customer that complains about something, let's say you're a person that do makeup, right? And your client says, well, you know, I like my makeup, but, you know, I feel like it's a little too heavy. What do you do? Do you say, well, girl, you know, that's just how I do makeup? Or do you try to fix it? You should try to fix it because you want to make sure that that client is going to come back. You shouldn't have the attitude because if that client don't come back, then guess what? She's going to tell other people, don't go to her. She ain't going to do what you want her to do. Or she's not going to do, you know, she's going to do what she want to do. 
y'all have to cater to your customers. It doesn't mean kissing ass. Right. Or letting people it means disrespect being a, you. Being a, correct. It means being a professional business owner and making sure that you're going out of your way to satisfy your customers. Yes, it does take a little bit extra sometimes. You know, I've given away products before. I had a lady that sat and waited on me. Um, I was running late due to some traffic and then I had um, an incident with my kid. This girl still sat there and waited on me. I gave her the product and she still wanted to pay me and I was like, no. Like, I feel bad because I don't do business this way. This one is going to be on me. Let me know how you like it. Let me know what it is or whatever. And that lady has bought for me three other times, okay? So it's all about, and she's actually referred people to me as well. It's all about how you handle it. I could have been like, okay, I was late, and if you want it, you're going to stay there and wait. But I don't have that mentality, and I don't have that attitude. But we do, I I have experienced that attitude from some black business owners. Um, I've even had to go to the point where I told somebody that I was going to have to take them to court because they had my money. I don't play by my coins. If I pay you for something, I expect to deliver it or give them my money right. back. Just have knowledge about your business because people ask questions. Don't and don't get pissed off when people ask you questions, y'all, about your business. <laughs> like if somebody say, because I I've, I've experienced this too. Like if somebody say, well, let's say somebody buying a wig, right? They never purchased a wig before. Well, can I curl it? Um, can I dye it? Can I do this? That should not be something that aggravates you as a business owner. You know, if they've never purchased this stuff before, they don't know the process. <laughs> well, do it have to be sewn down? Y'all, I'm telling y'all this because I see posts from hairstylists that be like, oh, if you never bought this before, don't be asking me all these questions. Why? Why are you so nasty? Why are you so offensive about somebody asking you questions? Hell, if I'm spending $500 on a wig, I got plenty of questions. Now, I totally can understand that, but let me just say, also, some people just don't read, and that's annoying. Like, they will literally say, this item now, is this true. price, and it can ship out on this date. They give you all the info, and you still got people in the comments that are like, oh, so how much is this? Baby, really? You, just, <laughs> you didn't just look at that, <laughs> that exact number up there? Let me tell you something. Now, that is something that is a pet peeve. <laughs> However, I don't, I don't respond to people that way. I'll just say, um, Hey, I, you know, I'll resend you the price because I have like on my page, I have my prices posted, right? Every month I'll post and I'll leave that post in my highlights. So you'll know that it's there. However, I still have people that get in my inbox and say, um, Oh, so how much is such and such this month or how much is whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I'll just resend them the picture that I already have posted. Like I don't, I don't get crazy or whatever. And then I or sometimes I will say, um, it's in my highlights, it's on my page, but here it is. So that they're aware now, you don't have to ask, this is where it is. Because some people don't look. Some people might go to your page and just automatically go to message you. So they don't even look for the information. So I think reading is very fundamental, yes. <laughs> but you do have, and I think that's what's aggravating, especially to those people that are busy in their service. Like, you don't, you, you know, some people text hairstylists, they don't have time to text you back all day, right. every day. They don't, you know, I, and I understand. And I also feel like if you're a person that's that busy, yet you're still running and doing things or promoting your business, 
have some help, have some backup, you know, have somebody or put it in your post. Hey, give me 24 to 48 hours to respond or what have you so that people will not, because I'm telling y'all, I know a girl that's straight point blank to the period. And she would straight up tell you, if you, if you don't pay your deposit, when you book your appointment and you come in here and your deposit not paid, you do not have a spot. Like she straight up tell you, and all this is listed on her page. She said, I don't care who you are, what you do. If you don't do this, then this is not like this. So I get it because you get, at some point, you do get tired of being a nice guy because people will take advantage. So, But it's a fine line mm-hmm. in being rude and just justifying your decisions as a business owner. Right. So the moral of this episode seems to be be kind, be yourself. <laughs> um Absolutely. And don't be a vanilla ISIS member because clearly that's going to get you thrown in jail. Correct. <laughs> and y'all support, support black yes. businesses. You know, give them a chance. Like, give them an opportunity to show you. And don't let one bad experience deter you from others, okay? Because that that can happen. You know, I, I can go to one McDonald's and they piss me off, that doesn't mean I'm not going to ever go to another McDonald's again. I might not go back to that one for a while, but, um, you know, don't allow one experience to alter your whole situation, okay? Like, give people a chance. I love it. I love it. So this is how we're starting off 2021, yeah. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you yeah. love it so far. Um, You know, like we always say, give us topics to talk about if there's anything you're interested in email us or get on our social media you know make some comments if there's anything you want i think we are gonna start signing off maybe the next episode with questions for Mm y'all so you can kind of um interact with us right because we we like that kind of thing oh that would be interesting absolutely we love qas like ask us a question we'll give you an answer like i really love q a um and we're hoping to see a lot more involvement from you guys we're hoping that you can give us some input some feedback we take positive and negative feedback Mm -hmm. we want to know if there's some things that you would prefer to hear versus what you have heard or what have you you know we're very accepting and we look forward to this year being a great year um it has started off rocky but guess what? It's always another day that you live to make another decision. Always, always. A better decision, <laughs> let me say that. Oh my goodness. Well, that is our episode for today, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, you guys. We look forward to talking to you again soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.